Hello and welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Liana Salazar. And I'm your co-host, Elida Ojeda. The information gathered on today's podcast should not be considered medical advice. We are certified life coaches who have been in the trenches, but we are not licensed medical professionals. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Elevate Her podcast. We are having our first episode today and we are super excited for our guest speaker. Uh, Today's topic of conversation is going to be a heavy one, but one that I think is definitely needed, and that is the topic of suicide. So with me today is going to be my very own, very best friend of many, many years, Elida Ojeda. We're going to go ahead and just dive in and get started. Um, Elida, let's let's start with how about you just kind of sharing with us a little bit about, you know, how old you were when you first started feeling and getting these suicidal thoughts? Um, I think I was a senior in high school when I started getting these thoughts, maybe a junior slash senior. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, definitely I know my entire senior year was a battle. Was, can you recall anything that triggered it or you know where it stemmed from? Um, yeah, it stemmed from, I think it stemmed from, you know, as a teenager, you're, you have like these, you're just very emotional, especially as a girl. And I think when I was 12 or 13, I just started going through those, that phase of, you know, you just hate your parents or whatever. There's a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger issues. And I felt like my parents just weren't being there for me when I needed them. Mm-hmm. And so I just started kind of pushing pushing them away and pushing just people, you know, even friends or just people away and trying to just kind of keep it to myself. Were, were you doing that because you were afraid that somebody would notice or realize what you were battling or was it just more of your way of like your own self-protection? I think it was self-protection because um, I don't know I just I, I went through this phase of I just didn't like people I hated I hated everyone I hated my parents I hated people I just didn't want to be around anybody and so by the time I got to my senior year in high school I all that that hatred anger whatever that was there kind of like turned on me. And instead of hating everyone, I ended up hating myself. Mm. And I just had, you know, I just, you know, just really, I, I think all those insecurities just really came to the surface and then just were staring at me in the face and I just hate, hated who I was. Yeah, no, wow. That's, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, kids, even nowadays, you know, when you're, not feeling like you fit in or you're being bullied or any anything right you tend to look inwardly and and do get this sense of self-hate and you know why am i here and all the all that type of stuff um were you bullied in high school what was your childhood like yes i i mean i i was i i think i think every kid at some point is bullied um but yeah, growing up, I was just a very timid, timid child, and I just got picked on 
all the time. And then I just, I don't know. I had never, I hadn't, I never really fit in with the kids. You know, we were, we were kind of poor too. So it's like, oh, I didn't wear the right clothes or whatever. You know how, how kids are. Oh yeah. Especially in high school. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, in high school, junior high and high school, everything's so impressionable. And when I was twelve or thirteen. We started going to church, and so, you know, the church we were going to, the religion that we were involved in was so ultra-conservative that, that I just ended up sticking out like a sore thumb, you know? Yeah, the long skirts, the no makeup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, so I got picked on even more, and it just, it was, it was a little rough. Yeah. What, um... Did you ever talk to anybody about it or or seek help at all? Uh, no, I never. I never talked to anyone about it. I kept it to myself for a very long time. It wasn't until I, you and I met, well, I think I was in my early 20s, when I finally shared it with you. Yeah. I felt so special that you trusted me because I know that's a heavy, heavy topic. Did you ever get on medication for it or anything like that to help with it? Or how did you cope? Um, I did not get on medication for um, suicide, but um, I I also um, struggled with depression uh, and anxiety. And so um, I did finally at some point um, ended up having like a, literally a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And that's when I um, decided to seek help. And I went to see a therapist. And originally I had wanted to go more of a homeopathic, natural way to cope with the anxiety and the depression. And um, it just wasn't working out. And so I ended up on medication, um, which usually they, um, for anxiety, it's like an antidepressant that they give you. So it helped with my depression and anxiety. And of course, um, with the suicide, I think at that point, I I'm just was struggling with the anxiety that the suicide was more on the the back burner. I mean, I did talk to my therapist about it, but it was, we're too busy dealing with the things that were in the forefront. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the forefront for yeah. me. Yeah. So are you still on the medication or did you only use it for a short amount of time or what, what was your process like with that? Um, I, I used it for maybe a year and a half. Um, originally, the doctors had told me that I'd probably be on it for, for the rest of my life because they diagnosed me with um, social anxiety and generalized anxiety. But I wanted, I didn't want to be on it forever. Yeah. So we tried to uh, slowly wean off it, which I did. I was able to, but I did... Um, Sometime after, I uh, have some episodes where I felt like I needed to get back on it. But I think shortly after that, um, you know, COVID happened and so it didn't become a, it wasn't that big of a priority. 
So where would you say you are now with things? How are you feeling uh, to date? Uh, I'm feeling really good considering I know everyone's trying to deal with, you know, everything that's going on with COVID and we're like on the third year, but I'm definitely in a much better headspace. That's awesome. How, what, what do you think it is that got you here versus where you were? Um, I've been, I've been doing the work, like, even though I, I haven't really been able to go back to a therapist for, you know, for whatever reason, I've, I'm still doing the work on my own. I've spent time, um, you and I, you know, have talked about it and kind of do it, um, together sometimes is, um, we started a few years ago doing the I am statements mm -hmm. and just doing, uh, like just positive things, whether it's on YouTube, just things to build myself up, um, encouraging things like in the morning, listening to an encouragement podcast, or if I'm feeling a certain way, I'll, I'll research that, that particular feeling and find something positive about it and I'll play it. Um, and that I think at first it just seemed kind of like, well, this is silly, but as time went on, it wasn't, and it, it, it made a difference. And I'm focused more on the positive side of things instead of always having been on the negative. I've always been on the negative, negative side of things, and, you know, especially with anxiety, everything's gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. So I've always been a gloom and doom kind of person, but not so much anymore. So you're basically doing the work to rewire your brain is what it sounds like, right? Like Correct. So I feel, and you and I have been doing this together for years where, you know, we are doing the I am statements. We're listening first thing in the morning to, you know, an uh, inspirational or motivational podcast. We're, we're feeding ourselves with the good so that if and when those thoughts come up or are triggered, it's easier for us to combat them because we've been filling our mind and rewiring our brains. Correct. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think too, like um, what's so awesome today is the technology and the information that's out there. I mean, I've had days where I'm, if I, like I've struggled with, I've realized like, hey, I, why do I need to be validated or what, you know, and I'll research it and listen to a podcast about self-validation and mm -hmm. just to help build myself up. Yeah. Do you feel that a lot of like people that do, I, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Suicide, anxiety, depression. If you have anxiety, you typically have depression. If you have depression, you probably at some point have some kind of suicidal thoughts, whether they're, you know, ones you actually act on or ones that just kind of cross your mind, whatever that looks like. I feel like it's kind of encompassed. Would you agree or no? Um, I would think so. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but right. I know but your own personal experience. Yeah. I just know that for me, the anxiety triggered the depression. And then of course the depression came, the, the suicidal thoughts. I mean, I've struggled with depression most of my life. Um, and you don't know, like you, you can't like pin back or, or something like a tra something traumatic that you went through or something that was just 
such a rough time that maybe you got PTSD from it or you can't pinpoint anything other than just the fact that you're growing up, your childhood, your the schooling, like all of that stuff that you mentioned earlier on was just maybe too heavy for you? Yeah, I haven't done the work on that aspect of it, so I don't I don't know. Do you think it could just be like, you know how you hear some people say that it could be a chemical imbalance? Do you think that that could have been the case in your situation? To some degree, I think so. Um, but also, I mean, just my struggles mm -hmm. as a child growing up, uh, family life. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely triggered some things. I know, I know for me, um, rejection is a huge trigger. Mm -hmm. um, that, that often, more often than not, will s uh, send me spiraling mm -hmm. down, a, I'm calling it a rabbit hole, but yeah. So what do you do? Is, is this part of your I am statements and your validation pieces and finding that acceptance within yourself so that if something comes up that maybe you perceive as being rejection, you kind of have those tools to say, hey, this isn't about me or? Sometimes, yeah, it, it, sometimes it works, but others, there, are, there are times because that one is a big trigger, it'll take me a while to, to come back. It's yeah. like I get lost. I get lost in my thoughts and just, I shut down. I don't know how else to explain it. I shut people out. Um, oh, I know that very well. <laughs> I shut people out and people think that um, I'm angry at them or something like that and it's, it has nothing to do with them. It's like I'm just, something was triggered and now I'm spiraling out of control mentally. Yeah. Internally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. That sounds like just, uh. So I'm going to ask you this question and you, you have the right to say that you're not comfortable answering it, um, but I, I am going to ask it just because I'm sure there's listeners out there that, you know, different levels, right? Maybe some are listening because they're listening for a loved one to know how to help them. Maybe they're listening because they're battling it themselves or, um, you know, whatever that looks like. But tell me if you're comfortable, have you, have you ever attempted suicide? Have you ever physically or however tried to, um, or has it always just been a, a thought? Yes, I have. Um, when I was in high school. Did you want me to talk about it? That's completely up to you. It's whatever you want to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, nope, we don't have to. Let's just keep it moving. Um, what would you say to anybody listening right now? Um, you know, again, I know you and I have had a pact, right? If, if you're going, if you're having a moment um, and you're feeling like that, we have a pact that you call me and you have that person, right? You have me yeah. there to listen, to understand, to walk you through it. Um, there might be people listening that maybe they're listening for a loved one and because they've never experienced it, they don't know how to handle it. And they, are, they don't have the patience or they're looking for those tools. What would you say both to somebody struggling now 
end to somebody who's listening because they know somebody who's struggling and they want to know how to help? Um, so for someone that's struggling, of course, find, find a safe space where you can share with someone if you haven't already, um, about those thoughts. Um, obviously there's the suicide hotline that you can call, but if there's a loved one that you could, you totally trust and share with them and, um, have them, you know, just almost like an accountability partner, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely an account, like an accountability, <laughs> accountability partner. <laughs> um, but um, also, if if you're the person that you know wants to be there for someone, uh, all I have to say is I have to have a lot of love and patience because it just doesn't it doesn't just go away. It's not like you take a magic pill and it's gone like there's a lot of work involved and you know I, I've been at it for 20 well as long as I can remember I've been at it you know trying to trying to it's crazy but I've been f fighting to stay alive yeah. I guess if you want to yeah. call it that so just be loving and understanding no matter how crazy your loved one may sound they just need someone to reach out to and know that they that you'll be there yeah at what point would you say that it's to the extent where that loved one or that accountability partner should seek help for them in the sense of like maybe they do need to see somebody or maybe they do need to be you know, I don't want to say a mental hospital, but I mean, there are people that, you know, you want to protect them from doing something. Yeah. But at what point, at what time would you say is like, okay, we need to. Yeah, that's a hard one, but I would definitely say if there's, if there's like, obviously self-harm in some way, fashion, form, you know, some, some people yeah. cut themselves or, um, not every it's not that obvious with everyone but you you know you know your loved one and if they're just acting weird or maybe they're using substance what happens too sometimes is there's a lot of um, substance abuse to try to numb numb those feelings yeah, so, yeah, alcohol or, yeah, yeah. so definitely what I mean, would you say has kept you from acting on it um What's helped me over the years is um, I just think for people who know me, I, I don't have children, but I have, um, I love my nieces and nephews deeply. So when they, you know, first were first born and all of them now, of course, for me in my mind, cause you know, I have a creative mind. I, I, um, you know, those times where I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do this, this, and this. I'd also think it through. Okay, well, what does that look like when my sister would have to explain to my niece or my nephew if they come and ask, well, why did, why did auntie do this? Mm -hmm. Didn't she love us? Yeah. And when I would think of, think of that, it was always like that wall or that, that thing that would pull me back from 
acting on it acting on it or that abyss that I was jumping into that's always been part of along with my pact with you has been part of what's kept me from taking that step yeah and speaking on that I mean you hear so many people right that talk about people that commit suicide are selfish or they're you know how could they do that like they look at it in a sense of of it not being a disease you know what I mean like they they almost would you say let me try I'm trying to think of how to say this the right way um would you say in your opinion obviously this is up for debate because anybody we all have our opinion yeah. yeah but would you say that it's not that somebody's selfish but it's just that they don't want to be in pain anymore and because people who have never experienced the feelings of suicide or depression or anxiety don't understand how dark it is that people just don't want to go through that anymore so to them that's their only way out correct what is your thoughts on that um yeah i that i'm very opinionated about that but of course i, I base it off my own experience i can't speak for everyone but i don't i don't think there's people that take their own lives are selfish it's just people don't understand that there's just this constant constant battle that's going on in your mind and it just doesn't stop and there's times where it's just so relentless and it's just like you just get tired. You get tired of fighting. You get tired of battling whatever it is that's in your mind, and you, you know, you, your thought process is like, I just wanted to stop. Yeah. I just wanted to end. I just need. I just need a break. Yeah. And you don't think about. I said you don't think about the consequences or whatever. You mm-hmm. just, just, just want the pain to stop. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that's selfish. It's just, you know, you just don't trying people to find a way to make it stop. Yeah, people don't understand if you're in constant pain, how to how do, you know, you just just wears you out, it yeah. wears you down, especially um, people that have been struggling with it for years, you know. I, I know we talk about you know, we we're always um, looking at like currently which is important kids in high school and that sort of thing and I I know it's it's like they're getting younger and younger committing suicide, but there's also adults that are, that are, that we struggle with it. It's like, for me, it's been a lifelong struggle. Mm-hmm. And here I am in the back end of my life and it's just been a battle and there's so many adults out there that have, con- have continued to battle it. So yeah, it just gets exhausting. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your transparency, your vulnerability. Um, Again, I know we talked about our first episode being something so heavy, but because of just how rampant it is out there with people taking their lives. And like you said, it being kids that are so young and, you know, adults that are just struggling in silence. We don't want to end our podcast on, you know, this loom and doom there's hope and that hope is that you can survive like i mean you're 52 years old if you don't mind Mm -hmm, me saying that out loud and you started struggling since your senior year and you're here and even though it's been a struggle you've been doing the work and you've been fighting and yet 
there's some relief, but yet it's still in the back of your mind. So there's hope that, you know, there's help out there. Yes. Right. Correct. There is help. I mean, that's, that's what this podcast is about, especially sharing about suicide is that there's help out there and we don't want, we don't want to lose any more people to suicide. God, no. You know, and one of the things I've done, because I know I struggled with it in high school, that some of my nieces and nephews have crossed, you know, through that that high school age, I asked them the question, I'm like, have you struggled with suicide? And, you know, and shared with them. bullied? I know you've asked them that. Yeah, we talk about that too, bullying, and I, I do not want them to, to go through what I've been through. I want them to have, you know, just, you know, rich, fulfilled lives. Not that mine hasn't been that, but I, I know, you know, my, no one knows my struggle like I do. And so I don't want them to struggle like I did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I've even, I've had those conversations with them and I've told them how I've, what I've struggled with because I don't want them to, and I, you know, I don't want them to feel like they're alone. Yeah. But at the same time, I've told them like, hey, you're the, you're the reason why I'm still here. Yeah. Like, hey, you're, you're you're my light. Yeah. And so find your light. Yeah. Yeah. That's Whatever good. it is, find your light. Absolutely. And if you if any of you need help or don't know where to go or don't know who to trust, feel free to reach out. That's what Elevate Her is all about, you guys. We want to move, you know, women from surviving to thriving. And if you're just at a place where you just don't know, um, feel free, like I said, to reach out to us. Our social media is elevate her underscore higher. You can send us a DM. Regardless, we're here to help you. You're not alone and we want the best for you. Yes, we do. So on that note, you guys, we love you. We appreciate you and we will see you on our next episode. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. You can call 24 hours a day or even text. You can also go to their website at 988lifeline.org. Are you satisfied? Do you feel?